Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 126. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. When we left off, Trick was helping Hatchin to shore out of this swampy area, and Peppa has acquired a staff with a creepy skull head on top of it and a vague, I said purplish glow last time, but I'm going to revise that to the bluish side of purple. And uh, Hepa still had her bow out and was being watchful, but a trade was made and the Saurian seems to have accepted it and disappeared off. And so far, no more shambling corpses have appeared. Yeah, I'm sure us walking through the forest, we'll probably find them all. There's not much forest around here. <laughs> you might keep telling yourself there's forest, but you're in a swamp in the hills now. Uh, that, what looks like a shrub, is actually a young tree called the shrub tree. So, still part of the forest. As long as you maintain visual contact with one tree. Yep. What do you want to do? Gotta get this guy to shore, and I think tonight dinner's on us. I appreciate not being dinner myself. Uh... There's just, there's not much meat on you. She wouldn't even enjoy it, I don't think. He is quite badly injured. Catching shish kebabs, is that what we're... Mm. Catching skewers. Are we in a, we're in a safe enough place, or did, were we going to go back, take him back to camp, or what is it we're doing? Well, you found what you were ostensibly looking for. Yeah. And his camp is, like, the safest location around here you guys have, have seen. Like, it has actual walls. Yeah, if he can... And it's dry. Walk there, we should probably get there for tonight. Yeah, that's a wise decision is to relocate back to his campsite. Do you think you'll make it to the campsite? I can make it that far. But he does lean heavily upon trip. That's fine. We'll do that. I'll fix dinner. Yeah, I'll see good entries. I'll pull out the... The poultices. And the herbs. So, Trick, you're going to make dinner. Yep. Oh, are you, aren't you going to hunt? I'm making dinner. Okay. I mean, you have the sack of... I have a sack of meat, plus we're going to catch his place. He's got stores. You're making dinner from Catchins. Look, we're going to be moving on anyway, so... Surprisingly, we're having soup. So, you are going to medically treat him? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the rod? I was just going to leave it in my bag over by the... So, it's way too big to be inside your bag. It's like okay. hooked. I'll just leave it to lean it to the side. Okay. How does he seem? Is he like... He's talking and stuff like that? He is talking, but he's gritting his teeth with every breath kind of thing. And okay. kind of like, there is definitely like, like a lung was hit or something. You know, like there was then some we'll just, seriousness. We'll like, just start with him. Maybe once I've got him patched up a bit, I might be like, do you think that thing's going to, the rod will draw undead? Ah, I see. Okay, so if you want to start with your examination. Okay. I'm going to be, try to be very polite about it. So now I'm going to inspect your... I'm going to move this to the side, you know, that sort of. <laughs> okay. So there is like definitely the spear injury along the ribs. Mm -hmm. But if you want to know anything about like what is wrong with him in a sickly sort of sense, that's a separate medicine role from the let me patch your wound medicine role. Right, right, right. What would you like to do first? So what does he lift his shirt or? So he will take off his outer robe since it is his like rib type area and pulls off his loosey linen-y shirt because that's like all torn and covered with blood anyway. Right. And he certainly doesn't feel like holding it up the whole time. While so he's just something. taking his shirt off. That's yeah. why I wasn't sure if I needed to request that or whatever. You make it clear that you're going to patch him up. He takes off his shirt and his, his outer robe. And which role are you making first? I would like to make the role to see if I can figure out what's going on with him first. I mean, patching him up is a good idea, but if I know what his initial problem is, I might be able to cater the medicine a little bit better. <laughs> That's what you tell yourself? Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me take your pulse. Like, he's still, like, bleeding down the side. Let me uh, check your temperature. Let me do a standard procedure. Uh, people's dilating. Say, ah. Uh, 
Yeah. Do you have any pre-existing conditions? Are you currently <laughs> taking anything? Anything I need to know about. <laughs> Functioning as your doctor here, sir. Are yeah. you pregnant or expect to become pregnant? Okay. So, to assess what is wrong with him... I mean, how long will that take? Because if it's like something that will take a while, then I can... I'll we'll start with the patching, because <laughs> that would be a little bit of a weird thing to do. It's not like a super long thing. Like, you know, by the time you're finished with all of this medicine stuff, Trick will have dinner ready. Then yeah, then I'll start with the diagnosis thing, unless that's something that's going to take a long time. He's going to bleed out while I'm, you know... No, that is not a concern. Okay. Just a reminder, you have two story points. And it's going to be three purples to assess his overall health issues. What his conditions are? Yes. To find out what condition his condition is in. Yeah, I'm going to upgrade. I'm not saying I'm going to upgrade to, to patch him up. But I'm going to upgrade to figure out what his... To assuage your curiosity? Yeah. Two successes and two advantages. Okay. You definitely have say on what comes of your advantages. Mm -hmm. So feel free to, to chime in if there's anything that occurs to you. Yeah. But with your success, what you determine is he is essentially excessively sleep deprived. He is like functioning at borderline exhaustion. Okay. But this has- That's <laughs> why he's so creepy. He just needs a good night's rest. This has like compounding health effects, right? Right. Like he doesn't eat much. He's not, like, completely emaciated, but, like, when he takes off his shirt, like, you can see, like, his ribs and stuff like that. You know he has stores here. Right. You know, and he shared some food with you guys last night, and, like, now you think back and you're like, he didn't really eat that much himself. So what you, you assess him at is excessive exhaustion, probably related to inability to sleep well, and that carries over into other aspects of his ability to like maintain his health in general. Okay, that makes him seem a little less creepy that it's not some sort of like a natural sort of, I'm like, oh yeah, he's undead. Oh, he doesn't sleep well because he's by himself in this place. Do you have any input on your advantages? Well, I was actually thinking I could use it to upgrade the medicine. Oh, that would be give a blue dye for his medicine. Yeah, yeah. since now I know kind of what is, okay. you know, maybe to validate the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> to justify it. Yeah. So it will add a blue dye, and you have a basic set of medicinal herbs. The difficulty of this roll is two purples because he is above half his wounds. Okay. Two successes and two advantages. So that heals two wounds and two strain. You um, clean out the wound yeah. of all the muck. You stitch it up, apply some herbs and stuff like that, and like tie a bunch of stuff around his ribs to hold the bandage in place. And then Trick brings out dinner. What'd you make? Big old pot. Uh, well, I, I scrounged around whatever he had in his stores. Like, we need to move on to this location, so we might as well. We can only take what we can carry, so we might as well loot, use what we got here. <laughs> Sorry, did you just say loot? Not loot, use. This is what's known as living off the land. <laughs> uh, he probably had some sort of dried meats. There was a fair bit of bland, boring biscuit type things. Nope, that one's a rock. Like, that's what you guys had with him last night, as well as, like, the watered-down ale, which was his source of fluids. I'm just going to boil these biscuits. Oh, you're going to make bread soup? <laughs> make bread soup. And he had, like, some, like, simple dried meats. I'm going to add Nothing. in some of our fancy meats. Yeah, not the fancy ones yeah, from his family. We're going <laughs> to add the fancy meats. They've been to the bottom of the bog and back up again. <laughs> Look at that nice boggy flavor enriched in there. Well, I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah, so it is a soup, but it's a little bit heartier uh, than previous night. And, you know, it's just heavy on the ingredients in general since we're moving on from here, so. Okay. We don't be rolling barrels of things around. The ale is what it's, the soup is cooked in. He had, like, a few, um, like, small casks of it. So, like, if you're like, okay, we'll, uh, we'll clear out this one cask completely, and then we'll have, like, another cask that you can, like, put in a backpack or something. Okay. It is ale bread soup. Yes, that's what's for dinner. Okay. Soup's on. I think Kachin could use some rest and some sustenance. I don't know if we should move on quite so quickly. We can rest here tonight, I suppose. So at this point, Kachin will raise the topic of where are you moving on to? Because prior to finding that staff that we still need to look at, mm -hmm. you had discussed that if we found something, we might consider breaking it apart. But Trick has said several times, oh, we're going to go to another battlefield. There could be things there. Yep. So Kachin is kind of wondering, like, where do you have a specific battlefield that's next on your list? Yeah, there's one one south of Esperin Forest. And where's Esperin Forest? All around us. 
Wherever you see a tree is Esperin Forest, until you no longer see a tree. He, <laughs> I think, I think Catchin says that's a very unhelpful answer. <laughs> well, what the battlefield was in the south. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we had to meander away there, uh-huh. just south of the Esperin Forest. Okay. So yeah. So just a little bit of southwest. Yeah. Maybe you know a couple days. We can take a nice easy pace from here. But we could study the what we found. Yeah, we could spend a little bit of time studying. I think as long as we don't go into the bog. He asks if you know if there are any villages along the route. I don't think there are. There's a oh, a couple of kindly fellows operating a... If you want to make a vigilance check. Sure. You can roll against three purples. I have one success and one threat. Okay. He is interested in avoiding villages. Oh. But he wasn't saying wasn't it, it that way. He wasn't saying it that way, but that's the reason he's asked. But I mm-hmm. observe his it's, apparent he, relief when I say, oh, I don't think yeah, there are. Like he was making a cool check there, yeah, for, yeah. essentially, for you. Yeah, I don't think there's any villages there. There's two kindly fellows who operate a little uh, tricks like distillery. Or... I mean, you, you guys have alluded to a still before. Yeah, uh, they, they operate a little, a little bit of a still. They don't tell uh, Gwedry. What does Earl Budgery have to do with that? I did, yeah, I, did, I don't like it. it, it, it I don't really, I only have, well, trick admitting only half understands how the excise taxes work. Was it right? Ta- something to do with taxes, I believe? Do yeah, they, they owe taxes. Okay, so he kind of like tries to back up the conversation a little because he was confused by why Gwedry's name was dragged into all this. And so, so that at this point, alarmed him in a sense? Like, yeah, because he's kind of like, and who are you recovering these things for again? Are you, are you... It's like, oh, what's the guy's name? G-Wedr... G-Wed-Rye? <laughs> did, did we tell him who... Before? You told him that there was a researcher. Yeah. Right. And that you had to take it to the researcher. And when he said, like, oh, well, can I come with you? Mm-hmm. That was when Hepa was like, no commitments. Right. And Trick was like, you know, maybe we can find multiple ones. But the fact that you've brought, like, Westnoth nobility into this discussion... Right. ...has once again raised in his mind, like... Who are you working I don't actually know these people at all. No, I mean, I get that. I mean, I don't think that Hepa puts that together because she doesn't, I mean, she just thinks Trick's talking about, I don't know. Yeah, that, no, that's, that's, that's right. I don't know. <laughs> Trick is just talking. Oh, so he's asking who is it for. Um, you know what, Hepa thinks she's softened a little, just knowing how little sleep he's had. My father is a scholar. Okay, that's right. This is, this is an elven research project. That you're doing. An oldish. She says a little oddly. We don't use that word. No, no, no. It's oldish. Silly human. Maybe she doesn't say it this time. Right. Yeah. Yes, of course. So the... Did you think we worked for orcs? You know, he's he is positively disposed towards Trick. He feels like Trick is a, is a kindred spirit in some sense. Uh, so when you ask your question about that, he will say, no, it was starting to sound like maybe you worked... Or was not the humans yes and then he's kind of like you know there's more humans than just was right of course do everyone knows that do i know that well not everyone knows that it's a tightly guarded secret that there are other human uh, communities out there beyond was um actually i don't know is there like a human study and that like do do elves really care that much I would say in what you were doing, no, you don't care. Like, you didn't pay any particular attention to anything human-ish. Yeah. Humans came over to the continent, they brought the orcs behind them, mm-hmm. and, like, then they set up their... Yeah, okay, so he's like, you know there's more humans than Wesnoth, and I'm not sure that, I guess, like, I guess she, from her perspective, she doesn't know why it would matter. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So given that that response to his statement, he doesn't feel any need to educate you guys. Like nobody's asked him any sort of question. Trick is obviously claiming again to have knowledge that he may or may not possess. Oh, yes. oh, oh then he could be not. All right, let me think of what Hepa thinks Westnoth is. A forest equivalent to clan. Oh, orcs have clans. So you are you not from the Westnoth clan? Well, the clans are ostensibly part of Westnoth. Conrad asserts his power over the horse lords. And you are from the horse lords? You're the one who was asking about the clans. Yes. The clan of Westnoth. The forest of Westnoth? The country of Westnoth? The Okay. It is uh, predominantly rural, despite having several large settlements. 
And co- the country of Westnoth is sure. humans. And hills? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Let me think about my geography. And uh, rivers? There is a vast amount of plains down the middle of it, but there are hills, yes. There's forests, too. There's Yes, there's rivers. I mean, it's a very large, diverse stretch of land. I, I'm from way further west. Should I make a geography check to see? Yes. If I can... Ooh, the first geography check of the night. How many more will there be? <laughs> Probably a lot. Two circles. Four advantages. Okay. Do you have ideas on how you want to use those advantages? So I don't know what's west of that, but... I mean, you could use advantages to feed into rapport with Kachin if you want. Do you think I'll tame him if I keep him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not suggesting that you're ready to own a pet yet, but... Or, or him providing information. Like, you don't personally know some of these things, but he can answer in a more useful manner if you want to consume some of your advantages. Yeah, I think that might be good. I Maybe I can use my advantages for him to understand. I don't know how smart he is, but maybe if he's smart enough, he figures out that I don't have these mental models of okay. whatever... Like, right. I, you okay. know, I'm just, I'm still figuring out, like, yeah. what Westnoth is. Okay. So, from my perspective, that could be all humans for all I know. Right. Enough, you've used enough strange turns of phrase that he yeah. realizes that you are lacking some of the assumptions. You okay. know, I may even say you were the third human I have met so far. So, since he was worried we were working for the humans. Okay. Then, yes, he is disposed to uh, to provide useful information in a discussion of what is Westnoth and... What are these various terms? Because I really get the sense that there's something that he wants me to know about this or he's concerned about, but I can't pick it up. Because he was just like, you know there's more, and now she's like, wait, wait what's the significance of knowing more? <laughs> you know? Then he will provide some background to you, and he will attempt to explain that Wesnoth is essentially an extremely large community mm-hmm. of humans, but it covers such an enormous stretch of space that there are many sub-communities within it. But it itself is a political unit. And when he says that, he kind of like stops and he's like, does that have meaning for you? That there's different levels of political bodies? I feel like Trick has no idea, but this is a ridiculous story he's going to sock away for later. Like a faction of some sort? Is that... Okay. Yes. And are you from another faction? Ah, you should now make a vigilance check. Okay. Now she's wondering if maybe he might have trouble in this faction, like warring orcs might have or whatever. Because maybe that's his concern, and she just wants to know. (laughs) Yeah, this is another cool thing, so it's three purples. All right. Four failures. So you ask your question. You don't discern anything in in his response. He says that he was born within Wesnoth. Wait a minute. Are you actually the rightful king of Wesnoth? This Conrad guy is an imposter? <laughs> What's the king part? That's, uh, it's like the top of a, the biggest tree. It like, would be the equivalent of like the high lord of the Elvish Council. Whoever is currently Oh, well, it's like the council. Okay. Yeah. Your little forest does have one elf who is like essentially the chair of the council. Right. Oh, like the council chair. And he does have the title high lord. You, you guys do have some fancy titles. Right. So he tells you, no, no, he is not the rightful king of Westmoth, but actually Conrad II doesn't have any heirs. So are you in line to be the king? No. no. Wait, what does that have to do with children? Oh. I'm assuming elven councils are not born into, like, you're kind of born into nobility, but not, Right, but you still need to get appointed to the council. Yeah, yeah. So he realizes you understand a little bit less, so he tells you... (laughs) Now he's stuck in Hepa and Trick land where we're asking questions. Yeah. So Westnoth's kingship, generally, it passes to the oldest male descendant in a direct line. If there's no direct male descendants, then a female would inherit. Interesting. But Conrad II has no heirs, no surviving children of any sort. So whenever he does get around to dying, there'll be a whole bunch of distaff lineages. It probably... People will fight over who will be in charge. And considering the how much the land has been torn up over the last 50 years, who knows what will become of Westnoth after that. But why would you think he was direct in line? Presumably not all humans are all related to each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Presumably they are. Otherwise, they wouldn't be human anymore. I mean, as far as being children, what would be the odds? What would be the odds? <laughs> Whew, saved. That was a question directed at somebody else. I am not from any sort of I'm pretty noble sure. line. We digress. Well, that's all right. Having had your little history lesson on, like, West not being a country, ah, Kachin finally remembers, like, why are we talking about this at all? Yeah, I'm thinking he's going to have to because Lex is like, this is so off topic, but Hepa, she is happy to learn. Yes, it took a while for the GM to remember why this topic came up. So his point is, West Noth is a political unit that a group of humans have, but not every human on the continent is a member of that political entity, that faction, mm-hmm. to use your term. That whenever humans came here, you know, they, they spread and they covered the land, and some of them came together as this West Noth thing, but there's plenty of people across the continent, plenty of humans live in a, many places that West Noth can't even claim. And... Uh, these hills here, although West not does claim ownership of them, probably half the people you talk to here would dispute that. <laughs> I mean, we'd be in that half, so... I mean, I just, I just, <laughs> I just give Trek a little bit of a look. So, Kachin thinks he's answered whatever questions have come up? From Hepa's perspective, once he seems like there's something he wants her to know, then she wants to find out. But I kind of feel like at the very beginning of this, there was something he was trying to find out, but I don't know if he ever did. So I'm not sure if he's, I felt like he kind of started the conversation, but then we kind of derailed it. You did derail it, but in the process, you did provide some information to him. And the, not that your characters know this, but the key information he was looking for was, are you going to drag me to a West North town? Yeah. And it seems like the answer to that is no. He has concluded that for now, at least he is safe in your company. So you guys talk about politics for a long time, and I think at that point we'll go to bed, and this whole issue of where are we going next, what are we doing next, will be dealt with in the morning. Yeah. I do still think we should probably stay here because it's safe and let Kachin I think as long as we don't go into the bog, you know, we'll be keeping to our agreement. We can check out the bog iron and let him rest. (laughs) Oh, we can go to the bog. And the bog isn't that far, right? No, I mean, he's his encampment is kind of like up on a hill, like where you can look down at the bog. Or we can do a little research on the rod tomorrow, and then maybe we do the bog the next day. When, when right, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. I mean, do you think the rod is going to draw undead? All right, so you're not putting off any of these conversations till the next day. Oh, I it's going to happen the next day. You know what? I would. I think before we go to bed, it would be something that's good okay, to just... Okay, you want to make sure. Yeah. Just as you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you need Maybe rest, you draw but... Head. And then everybody's super awake again. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's partly why he was looking for them. And so I think at that point, it's like, well, we should, we should find out. Well, then maybe... Or we should post-watch or something. Maybe we could set traps and we can do watch and like catch and okay. rest. Yeah, I'll set some traps. We'll post-watch. You need to rest, pal. You know what? Hepa might even say, I can tell you haven't been sleeping. <laughs> now you take on a... So... <laughs> uh, what would he say to that? And, and his response is a somewhat cryptic. There's not much that is at rest in this place. I'll let you draw your own conclusions about what that response means. But he follows your instructions and he carefully lays down, favoring his wounded side. And what do you guys intend to do to keep this... I mean, this place is pretty secure. Right. So but you, it can, be better. you can put Rafty across the opening in the wall again. This place has a proper door, too. <laughs> I didn't realize until I was reading the thing how many uses we have for this raft. <laughs> That's right. We're going to drag that everywhere. I think we should. Like, we're going to need to turn it into a... Uh, like a wheelbarrow sort of thing? Or a travoy? Yeah, travoy. That's what I was thinking of. So we can haul him out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't want him walking on that. Do I have a sense of how much sleep he might need to get his health back? Or is that like more along? If you want to make like, if you guys are like going to post watch or whatever. Yeah. And you want to like kind of monitor his sleep. I will let you make another medicine check. Yeah. He should not be doing watch. Okay. Because I don't know how long he shouldn't be doing watch for, but I get the sense it's more than a night he needs. (laughs) Get some rest. You know, it's a spooky place. Probably. Did Did he eat well? He, like, drank his broth or whatever. He, like, poked at stuff. There was a lot of talking while you guys were eating and things like that. Yeah. So it may be, like, once you were cleaning up the dinner and stuff like that, you know, you realize, like, eh, he didn't really eat that much either. Right. No offense to Trick's cooking. 
I mean, how was it? Rule number one, never look at the pot. I don't know that we need a roll to determine how good it is. I think Dan can narratively tell us how well Trick can cook. Uh, not particularly well, but it's not also something he's particularly incompetent at. So and was, they were very fine ingredients. It was good enough that if you were really hungry, then starving. If you were hungry, you'd be eating Yes. But now I'm worried about how much he's eating. But if you were disinterested in food for some reason, yeah, then it wasn't like to die for. Or was it? <laughs> oh, I poisoned the food, too. <laughs> so what ridiculous... Trick trap are you going to... Yeah, so what one of the things are you up to? is that the door will not be locked, but when you pull on it... <laughs> of course it will be locked. It's not a door. It's a raft. No, no, no. I thought he had an actual door here. No, no. You guys, like, put your raft up against it. We uh, did. We brought up the door. Okay. okay. I was going to use it as a door behind the door just to frustrate the tigers. Then you hear them because they're just cursing. God, what is this? Yes. That'd be perfect. Uh, yes. I make it look more like a door. You disguise the raft. I disguise it to look properly like a door. Uh, but when you go to pull it, like, because it's still a raft... You have to step, like, right up at it. If you go to pull it, it will, like, pull you up with it. Okay, so there's definitely some vines involved. And some and, wacky like, vines involved. Are you are going to need a check to a, construct this A skull daggery check? Yeah. How hard is this? I think this is three purples. Yeah. This is pretty elaborate sounding. Yeah, that sounds and good. And I'm going to add a black die because you don't have the proper tools for this. But maybe you should put the rod somewhere that if some, it was drawing something, then they it might pull them through the trap. Like if they're going. Do you straight. want to use the rod as bait? I'm not saying as bait, but if if it's drawing something anyway, might as well have it be located somewhere that makes them. I'm assuming they're going to straight shot. Use a straight shot. I don't. At least the the beings that we. Yeah, we can use that to inform. Like, okay, they're probably going to come this way. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a blue die for that. I have one success, one threat, one triumph. Tell me about your triumph. What do I catch? Oh. Oh, maybe it's... Because, like, there's actually some wild animal or something that gets caught in it. Just completely out of its own stupidity and inadvertently. Creating the illusion that you have also set hunting snares. Yes. And it is delicious, whatever it is. You guys are going to have conies for breakfast? Uh, I feel like it's got to be slightly bigger than that, but not... Uh, like, wild hog. Oh, yeah, because if we're here all day, we could cook a hog. That's right. All right. You caught some sort of fog hog. So I wake up at, like, <laughs> crack of dawn. There's a bunch of squealing. That, yeah, that doesn't wake us up. Oh, I'll take first watch, because I want to I look at the rod. Okay. You know I'm going to mess with oh, it. Oh, man. She's not even waiting till morning. Nope. All right, all right well, then to... we'll get to your hog later, because if she's doing things with that rod, stuff's going to happen. So what we'll say is we have finished the encounter of History lesson and dinner. So you can roll to recover strain. <laughs> Poor Kachan. I'm like, you need rest. I'm going to mess rest. But I'm going to go mess with his artifacts. Okay. I mean, am I impulsively curious? Can I wait? You're not reckless. You're curious. Do you want to make like a discipline check? Okay. Yeah, I'll make a discipline check. I mean, but if I'm doing watch already, I'll make a discipline How many check. things are you going to do during this watch other than watch? Well, You're how much like... is involved in watching? Being on watch just means like... You need to be awake so that you can hear something if necessary. Well, I was going to stay awake by investigating the rod. Okay. But let me see. Let me do a discipline check. What's the difficulty on this? This is an artifact, actually. This isn't like, should we go look at the bog iron? So yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think three purples is fine. Okay, three purples it is. Two successes and a threat. You succeed in resisting. Essentially, well, I, I was going to take the strain as, or the threat as strain unless you want to Okay. Play. I think it's appropriate to take that as strain because yeah. you are fighting your impulses. It's a little, a little tough. Oh, I was going to make a medicine check too. Maybe that's why I can distract myself by watching him sleep and seeing how. That's not creepy at all. I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm like, he's the creepy one. And now suddenly he's got this. Taking notes. This elf that's like, it's so cute. Does it talk? Okay. You can make a medicine check. Is that to see if like he sleeps well or. Yeah. Because you, you had been asking about that. So yeah. this is one purple. I am so curious about this guy. Uh, two successes and three advantages. Okay. With your successes, as you walk around like the little keep type area, doing your watch, you like go over to the staff, and then you're like, no, I shouldn't. And you right. like, walk over someplace else. Like, oh, what's this thing to poke around at? Oh, yeah. Does he have any empty, oh, any boxes I can look in? 
oh no no okay that was a provision so that's empty now like so you're doing all these things and he's pretty much like disturbed by every little noise there is okay or like not like he wakes up totally and he's like what's going on or anything right but he's his sleep is extremely restless and you think very shallow okay so um, maybe i stop and that's also what maybe that's also why i get the strain is because i'm bored or i just sit and watch him sleep because i'm curious about him so advantage wise yeah um, so I have three advantages are there things you want to do with that or are there questions that you want to ask you have the run of his space right now so if you want to ask some question that you think might be related to the stuff he has or whatever, like, right. What did you observe or things like that? Yeah. Cause there is something mysterious about him. I could kind of guess why he's sleeping, but I don't understand why he's not eating. I mean, cause I know he has stores and trick made a perfectly serviceable meal and he didn't, he just picked at it and he's not obviously needs sustenance. So that's kind of what I think I want to know. Kind of curious about why he's not eating. Well, yeah. and this is a medicine check with advantages and stuff. Right. So this is tied into whatever is wrong with him mm-hmm. related to his inability to sleep well. And you think, given that you have these advantages and stuff and like having had several meals with him now, you think that there's like no joy for him okay. in food? It is a mechanical task that like, you have to do to be alive. Right. You think he might have some sort of sensory disorder. Oh, okay. So let me think if there's anything that we had. I guess I could think back if there was anything like a smell where he didn't comment on it or... Yeah, I mean, that's the closest thing to like in real life that I can think of. Like, it's not necessarily the case that he has no sense of smell. But when people lose their sense of taste or sense of smell, actually getting enough nutrition becomes very difficult. Okay. Because eating is just this like physical sensation of the jaw. Of doing right so there's something wrong with him in a sensory capacity okay so that's a mystery i'm curious about what's wrong with kutchen bog iron raw necromancer's rod what's wrong with kutchen i'm guessing he doesn't sleep very well because he's undernourished and also by himself in the middle of undead bog having now seen like all his provisions and everything like yeah there's there's nothing even here that like would be tasty I mean, we brought tasty stuff. Well, yes, your stuff is tasty. But, like, the things that he has is all weak and bland and cheap. You know, you come from a place with really tasty meals and fine cuisine in your fancy Ellen house. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you never really thought about how much any food would cost or anything. You yeah. know? You have your fancy dried meats compared to whatever, like, crappy, you know, corner store dried meats he has. Right. Whatever he had. whatever he could afford, maybe. Well, then we'll find out tomorrow if Wild Hog. <laughs> Cheer up. Okay, you resisted the urge to touch the staff. Yeah. Then the next thing we're gonna switch to is the second half of the night when Trick is on launch. Okay. We catch a wild hog. And you catch a wild hog. <laughs> yeah, Trick is like probably thinking about something mindless about like different tribes of humans, like the Wesnaz people, you mentioned horse lords. Are there like. Are they horses? No, that's dumb. <laughs> but that could be true. I didn't even think of that. I was just like, what is he talking about? It's like, Trick knows that the dumb... But you were the one who was saying merfolk were kind of like fish. Right. Like horse lords are kind of like, like horses. I bet there are horse Are they though. centaurs? I bet horse folk do exist somewhere. Where would they live? Where's somewhere nobody knows about? Beyond the bitter swamp. Ah, uh, that you can say in your tale. Yes. That that is where you met the horse lords. The horse lords, the horse folk. Yeah. The horse once called Master Edward. <laughs> this is the tale you're preparing. That was Mr. Ed, right? I aim to please. Uh, yes, that's what Trick is musing about. Okay. When he hears this wild squealing. And is this the door trap working? This is the door trap working. Okay. So the door, the raft, and the hog go flying. Yep. My question is, does it work as you intended it to work? Or is it just a matter of, like, things go flying sufficiently that the hog is taken out? Trick will say this was, you know, an additional side benefit that he rigged up. But on the off chance that one would catch a rare, rare wild hog in this area. Bog hog. Uh, this is actually a fen hog. Well, we're in a bog. These are highly uncommon creatures in this area. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure that racket wakes everyone up. Now, the brine swine, those... <laughs> 
I'm totally picturing the raft just like banging on. <laughs> yeah, like he because Trick fixed dinner and then he fixed the the traps. Like he left a bunch of grease on the door or something. <laughs> and so the hog like went up to like start gnawing on it and just got pulled up into the trap. Yep. Okay. I think that wakes everybody up though. Like yep. the squealing and the clattering and the clunking. I grab my bow as soon as I. I think actually I would like both you and Catchin to make vigilance checks because there was this issue of is the staff going to attract right, trouble? Right, right. We might not be sleeping well anyway. One failure, one threat. He just flat out fails. Uh, both of you wake up thinking that you're under attack here. I could probably scream. <laughs> this seems to be a theme. Yeah, yeah. I think Hepa screams. Okay. Maybe she's not like long screaming because there's nothing there, but definitely like a yelp. And then you grab the bow. Probably not that quickly, because I think it's the point where you, you could, if you watched her, she screams, then you see the point where she figures out that she probably should have a weapon, and then she goes, where did I leave the bow? And then she goes and gets it. <laughs> like, probably by the time something got in there, she would not be ready. Okay. You get up, the noise has stopped with squealing, and out of the shadow, out of the corner, you see Trick with a bloody knife. <laughs> Who wants bacon? Huh? Huh? <laughs> you like playing with the knife? Well, yeah. We had to got the pig. What was it? Ah, we got ourselves a wild hog. I want you guys to make vigilance checks. To see if Kachin... No, to see if he stole the... To see if you... Still stole the wrong so, ...saw what Kachin's response to this was. It's only two because he's not stealthy. Oh, I'm a wash. Completely. I have one advantage. Okay, so you both have failed. He looks hungry. I was so caught up with figuring out where my bow was and... You have an advantage? Yep. Uh, you feel a cold breeze. Oh, cool... This place is drafty. Well, it has no roof. Yes. Adds up. What season is it? I'm open to input from you guys. My instinct was that spring was the likely time of year that young elves feel like escaping the confines of their forest. They've been cooped up all winter. I feel like most stories start in spring. That is when there's, within the Elvish community, that's when the graduation is, actually. And since I haven't graduated, that's what put my mom on a rant. Okay. There was just a, a group, a class that had finished with some promising young, and Hepa wasn't in them. And that's what got her yep. started on Hepa. Yeah, the spring. Um... Or maybe her sister was awarded something. The spring budding ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a cold crisp cold breeze that you just felt yeah the sun is just starting to come up and trick is suggesting frying up some bacon so you took care of the problem it was just the no i caught a wild hog no problem oh we're not under attack no that's what i set a trap for excellent and i mean it's about time to wake up anyway and then kachin says to you well if you're as awake as i am right now perhaps we should look at this stuff we should eat first. Yes. If he just oh, he's going to cook. Yeah, um, and he like kind of waves dismissively towards Trick. Not dismissive of Trick yeah, as a yeah. person, but he's like, Trick has to take care of all that. But we have like b- biscuits or something. Yeah, I'm going to hand him a biscuit. Eat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While we wait. You know, I maybe, I wonder how direct Hepa is going to yeah, be. Yeah, do you want to make like a leadership check or She's something? Moving. Like, are you like, are you starting to behave like an owner? Are you like just issuing orders to him? Like, you think he'll obey them? Probably not. I mean, and the only reason I say that is, I mean, regardless of even as... I'm not like that with Shermer. He's not going to obey. He's got his own mind. That's because you own a cat, not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a doctor. Like, you need to eat this. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could call it a leadership check if it's like a doctor type of... This is why I'm just asking about the presentation. But I think if... might be like, I think you should eat something. So then maybe you're making a charm check. If you are intending to persuade him to do something he is not inclined to do... Yeah. I'm just trying to see, like, what the flavor of yeah. your approach is. I mean, I think just mostly from Hepa's perspective is that he doesn't eat very well, so he may, he may not obey her. So she's just, I think she's going to try to convince him with his injuries and stuff. And maybe she'll say that. With your injuries, I think you should eat a little something before we start. Okay. Charm goes against cool, which is three purples. But you do get a blue dye because you're tying this to, like, oh, you were injured. You need to heal. Yeah. I mean, that is really concerning for her for some reason. One success. So he takes the biscuit and he lacklusterly chews on it, but he still wants to like go over the staff with you. Okay. At least, I mean, I can eat biscuit too. 
Yeah, I guess we pulled the staff. So. Does he have any ideas? Do you have any ideas? So we are using the rune skill as essentially the artifact skill. Mm -hmm. Which means that you can make a runes check to like try to discern the purpose of something completely separate from activating it in any way. Okay. So you can make that sort of role if you want. And Kachin will make a knowledge-based role because he is approaching this from a different angle than this is an awesome artifact. Okay. I'm so, happy to start with that if he's gonna... Yeah, I think we start. Like, you don't need to roll a perception check to see this is a long staff. It's got a creepy skull head. Mm -hmm. And if we, like, look through the eyes of the creepy skull head, we can see that there is a sliver of a crystal shard that is a deep blue, sometimes somebody might describe as purple, right. uh, possibly indigo color, mounted at the top of the staff. That if you were to remove the skull, you would see the crystal quite plainly. Right. That's what you get with no special checks needed. So if you'll roll your rune check to assess, it's going to be three purples. So it, this is hard to do. You don't have a lot of experience with them, nor do you have any, like, tomes nearby to cross-reference or anything like that. And he's going to be making a knowledge check. And his is actually three purples also. Do we have any story points for upgrades? We have one story point. Hmm. I, I should it. use it. I'm going to upgrade yours. Yeah, I'm going to use it. Curiosity killed the cat and us too. Yeah, so I've upgraded your difficulty. One of those purples is red. Okay. I have one threat. Gotcha and fails with one advantage. So between the two of us, good we news, <laughs> you don't bring the boar back to <laughs> I think for you, it's a matter of inexperience, mm -hmm. right? You're thinking about things that you've seen in your dad's room. You're thinking about the rod that he had that seems like maybe it was a broken version of this. Mm -hmm. Did I actually um, try to activate it? Is that what I was doing or just trying no, to... No, this is just like, what do I know about these things? Mm -hmm. How does this fit with what I already know? Right, right. Because I don't think I have any ranks in this anyway. So yeah, so I have no... I don't really know enough. You do not have a rank in runes yet, correct? Yeah. But would you still try to do something with it? The artifact? Yes. I think if, if okay. I can't get information from looking right. at it, we're yep. going to have to yep. try it. Yeah, yeah. You've looked at it, and you've figured out that there's not much you can tell. Like, it doesn't look like anything you've seen before in your dad's study. And Kachin has been, like, looking at it, too. But he hasn't touched it. Right. He has not succeeded his knowledge check, but he had one advantage on it. The only real thing that he says is, like, this is definitely a thing of power. Mm -hmm. He can feel that. Okay. And then what do you do? Well, yeah, I'm going to touch it, or I'm going to reach for it, but I'm trying to decide if she's going to say anything first. Yes. She is going to say... She's got a catchphrase. She <laughs> has a catchphrase. The only thing separating you from knowledge is the experience itself. <laughs> she's just going to quote her dad, and she's going to reach for it. Okay. So you reach out for it, and yeah. what is your approach? Do you treat it like the dowsing rod? Do you like do you will like, it to do something? Where do I like, put my hand? Or well, do no, you just like what do you think at it like work? Oh, okay. So when I tried the rod in Daddy's study, I got a little bit of a sense of the magic was wrong. I'm trying to think if I had any information about that I did. What I did kind of failed, but oh no! But I succeeded with the dowsing rod. Take that approach. Okay. So you are treating it as an elvish implement? I mean, how is it different from the... I failed with the other things. Right, but, but when you succeeded with the dowsing rod, you definitely felt that the dowsing rod was a very different sort of magic than the rod right. was. Okay. So if you are approaching this staff as oh, the dowsing rod... but I succeeded with the dowsing rod, but I don't know what kind of magic is in this thing. Exactly. So I guess I'll try with what I know works. Okay. And you have primal magic now. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I actually look at Kutchen, say, okay. the only thing separating you from knowledge is experience, or like Daddy always says, and then I'm going to reach for it. Okay. And I'm going to okay. try it like the dowsing rod, I guess. Yeah. Kachin's mouth actually twitches up in like a little bit of a smile. Like, oh, <laughs> he like just, he's like, what, you're going to touch it? <gasps> no, like you, you make your bold statement. Yeah. And he like smiles a little bit at it, and he certainly doesn't stop you. Okay. Are we the baddies? <laughs> Trick. Yes. I want you to make a fear check. I have no fear of walking I dead. hope you don't have to kill this hog again. The fear check is two purples. There's not like immediate threat to life and limb or anything. Okay. It's just... There's a creepy vibe that goes a through A snowstorm the... just 
Squall just started. I have failure with three advantages. So it's startling. Uh, maybe that is bad water. Uh, um, I mean, it is spring. That's just Pennsylvania. <laughs> so you grab the rod uh-huh. and you like, you're like, all right. This is just a snow rod. And a the snowy vortex whips up around you. Do you, I feel any magic? Did I do anything? The shard is pulsing with like a light uh-huh. glow. You're feeling like mixed messages. Okay. Essentially. You're feeling a sort of creepiness, like what happened in your father's room. Right. Oh, it's because I'm dousing rotting with this thing, probably. But, you, but yeah. you're also like feeling like a rush akin to like maybe like that one time you got the brambles to work. Right. Or like that time you accidentally set that bush on fire. Right. Like for a moment you thought like, all right, I got this. Something's happening. Something's happening. And you were all excited. But then like the bush caught on fire. Caught on fire and they were like, crap. So you get like this, you get the same sort of rush of, I would say you get a primal rush. Right, right. Make a primal check Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like assess what's happening here. And what's the difficulty on that? This is going to be two and you get blue dye because you have, you're collecting experiential evidence right now. Right. Yeah, because I, if I hadn't tried anything yet, I would probably put it down and see if the snow stops to pick it up again, right? So make this check first, and then you can conduct those experiments. I got a triumph, a failure, and one advantage. All right. You fail to assess, like, what magics are being employed here. Right. You don't know if, like, this was you, if this right. was the rod, if this was the crystal. Like, there's a lot of different elements here. Right, right. But you have a triumph. So I, what I could I upgrade trying to use it? You are using it right now. Okay. This snowstorm is what it creates, and do I do I figure that out or no? Yes. I, okay. The role was to kind of like piece together like how this magic is coming about. Okay. Which you haven't been able to do. Okay. So the triumph could be figuring out something else, even not even related to this. I know why you don't eat. No. <laughs> I think how we'll apply the triumph is you do realize though that the staff and the crystal are two completely separate implements, essentially. Okay. You have been getting this kind of creepy vibe. The staff and the shard are two separate items from each other. Right. They are mounted together, but they are two distinct things. You're holding this. You have this little blizzardy thing going around you. There's like a little dust devil, only it's snow. Freak snow squall. Freak snow squall centered on your cousin. Kachin is is like sitting back, attention. sitting back, like absentmindedly gnawing on his biscuit and like just watching with great interest. And Hepa is kind of like moving around, like you know, you're trying to examine the staff and like you're moving it in the process, and you realize the squall is kind of moving as well. Okay. The effect of this is that you can launch the squall at something if you like point it with the staff. Okay, so I can try it yep. just to like. Out the door, maybe? We're inside, right? There's no roof. There's crumbled walls. The raft that was operating as a door is now a table or something, like a, yep. a butcher block. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to, like, sling it out the door, you could do that. Yeah, I want to see what this does. Okay. This is a discipline check. Medium range attack. So that medium range is two focus. So let's see where I throw this thing, or if I do. One success, three threats. So, so what do I hit that's dangerous and scares the crap out of me? <laughs> so you sling the snow squall out the doorway successfully. Or does it just use a lot of energy to do it? You succeeded your roll, though. So you hit, like, whatever random target out there you were aiming at. Right. It's on the ranged attack. It's not on, like, the magic thing. But, oh, okay. You, you're going to fall over here. You're going to fall prone. Okay, okay. Three threats, like, you just threw, like, a snowstorm out of here, and, like... Spin around too much. But also, like, there's, like, snow building up on the ground around you. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I I lose my my footing, and then I fall on the ground. Yep. Bountiful push. That was amazing, Eva. So, you fall, we'll say, like, that knocks the the staff out of your hand. Right, right. when you hit the ground with an impact. And then does the snow stop immediately, or no? Um, the snow... Very much like a snowball. When it hits the target, you know, it hits some shrub outside. Does it freeze the shrub? It does damage to the shrub. Okay. Um, The shrub has been battered by a snowy blast. The snow is now melting, but, like, some of the branches are all broken and stuff. You did eat damage to that shrub. Okay. 
That's interesting. I may have to go investigate that, but I think first I just look at conscience <laughs> and I'm just like, did not see that coming. <laughs> it's very exciting. Interesting. I did not expect that to happen either. I think the rod and the crystal are two different magics, maybe. He like kind of reaches towards the staff, but then he's kind of like, may I? Okay. So he takes the staff. I mean, she's already tried it. It's, I can step back because I know that there's going to be a snow. He is going to do something with the staff. Because now I'm, I'm actually curious if it's different for different people. Because I did the dowsing thing on it, too. He raises an army. Oops. <laughs> well, that's different. Oops, all zombies. <laughs> Give it to Trick and let's see if he raises ice zombies. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> hmm. He's going to make a discipline check before he actually does anything here. Should I raise an army right now? He's going to take some strain. That he succeeds his discipline check. And now he's going to make a roll. She gets caught up in the experimentation of it, but hopefully he's careful and doesn't hurt himself. He says, Chickmano, could you step to the side? Sure. You going to finish off breakfast? These like little balls of fire shoot from the tip of the staff, like kind of like where the skull is. Like little fireballs grow around that and then like zip out. Okay. And they, the chopped up meat that you've been preparing. Hey, instant breakfast. And they like sizzle. And he has only one advantage. Cannot make them burn in a fire. He can't keep them burning. He has a little bit of a sense of humor that he hasn't shown us. He spends strain and he recovers on strain. Oh, did I spend strain to do mine? No. Okay. And there is a reason for that. But you don't have to but tell me. But you haven't figured out that yet. Okay. But he didn't do the same thing you did. I did, um, but I also probably don't necessarily know if he it took strain for him. Right. So he did like stand to do this, and like now that like the fireballs came out and stuff, like now he's kind of leaning on it a little. Okay. So it takes magical skill to use rod, or I can tell, or no? Is that something that? So what he did is completely different, right? From what you did. Is that something that it could occur? Like I could be like, you have magical skill, or I think that's a reasonable thing for you to conclude, considering okay. like he said essentially that he felt that the that oh, right. okay, okay, so had he's, power. Okay, so she may be curious about that as well, but I'll just add it to the list of curiosities. So, um, okay. so what he just did is. Not so different. It's it's not the same thing as what sorceresses do. Right. But fire-related magic is definitely a thing that exists in elven magic. Okay. Hepa's curious. What what did you do? Because I basically treated it like the dowsing rod. Because now she has a theory. Maybe we'll pull up the dowsing rod and see if he wants to try that. <laughs> you can try to do this with the dowsing rod. Maybe, maybe we rest a bit, but... You ask what that was, and he says that was a simple fire missile. So it's not innate in the rod or the crystal. Ah, and he says, I didn't touch the crystal. You mean magically? Yeah, that's what he means. Was I able to tell if I did? I maybe, maybe. You didn't I was... succeed your checks at figuring out the magic stuff. Okay, so then I'm not sure if I touched the crystal. He says, well, I can try again. After breakfast. Or you can. you were can. kind enough to finish. He says, or you can. And he hands the rod over to you. I feel like Trick is like he's not as interested in the things, but he will take the staff, not to cast a spell, but to like twirl around in a ridiculous manner. Okay. Do you exert any will towards the staff? I I want to know what he does with. Trick. I don't think so. I think Trick is like this is really not a good prop. Like sure, it's a good magical implant. He's but seen the it. The waiting is weird for tricks. Yeah, like this isn't really my speed. Okay. Uh, so I don't think so. Spins it, spins it around a little bit, little, do a little... Uh... He does a, an impressive display that would not be useful at all in combat, but... That is correct. But is very showy. Spin it around. Oh, you want to make a coordination check. That is a thing I have. you're just doing, like, showmanship here. Yep. We'll say that this is average. That is a success with three threats. I possibly hit myself with it. Or accidentally trigger something I shouldn't. Yes, you end up on the ground as well, like Hepa did. You slip on snow because you accidentally do Whoa. trigger the snow, the snow squall. You trigger the snow squall as well. You were focused on like the staff, and probably your mind drifted to the crystal because it's 
kind of glowing a little bit, and you're like, oh, let's see, like get, see if I can get a nice streak of light <laughs> And you were thinking just in terms of like, this will look awesome, but because your your thoughts went to the crystal, the snow squall started up, and then you like slipped on a patch of snow. Slipped on ice, all over. Well, so much for spellcraft. <laughs> okay, so he said he didn't touch the crystal, so... You guys begin eating some nice cooked pork. I, you know, I was curious. So can you do the fire missile without the staff? I mean, is that how you call it? Can you cast the fire missile? What, I'm, I don't know the proper vernacular, but... It's, it's an evocation, technically. <laughs> yes, but it was more powerful with it. I cannot cast the snow squall. You're a sorceress, Hepa. But you also were able to make the snow squall. You're a sorceress, Trick. Do you have any training? Does Trick have it? Well, I've already mastered the dowsing rod, which Hepa mentioned having used. So maybe it was some, some interdisciplinary uh, skill of how to use that. Then. You want to go ahead and make a deception check? Yeah, then? sure. Because you are like a dowser. A black you are a dowser by trade. Because he understands how magic works, and I don't. <laughs> it's three purples. Knack for Yeah, yeah, you invited that black die so you could throw it away. Uh, but it is failure with two advantages. But nobody's calling you out on it. I'm not, I'm not going to call him out on it. Yeah. The thing is like, okay, this guy's not a sorcerer. Yeah. He's not an elvish sorcerer. Yes, but Catchin believes you put on a front for some reason. Yep. And you seem to still be doing that. And so now he's kind of wondering, like, are you putting up this front, like, for Hepa? Like, does Hepa not know? essentially like how duplicitous you are like so he just like files this information away to like maybe have a private conversation with you at some point look if you're having trouble performing <laughs> magically or Will there's you disappoint something your cousin? or like is it embarrassing in elven society to not be able to do magic or yeah or is there some aspect of magic you have studied that you don't want people to know about oh like, that he might think that yeah but trick is in good spirits about it uh, that was more than i expected i think Okay. I like the artificing to you too. So after breakfast, do you want to try the dowsing rod? Can he try the dowsing rod? It's your dowsing rod. Oh, you gave it to me? Yes. Oh, thank you. Really, it's Nasir's dowsing yeah. rod. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's his father's. I assumed I'd have to give that back. I'm sure it's fine. Unless you, maybe you've used one already. I have never studied dowsing rods. I don't know that you really do that. You've clearly already uh, well practiced in the magical arts. Well, the dowsing rod is a mystical art. You know what? I am a little curious if it is only elvish magic that can use the dowsing rod. That's why Trick is unable to douse for water. Water dowsing only passes through elvish women. It's a matrilineal line. If you don't have an elvish mother, you can't douse for water. <laughs> Tell that to your father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's own fault. I spoon out breakfast. Slosh off chunks Because I am still cur I'm curious about his appetite. But he was at least eating the biscuit a bit. Let me just check what type of magic I believe this dowsing rod is. I mean, that is really up to him if he wants to try it. And I mean, also... he, you're you're asking him to try things. You guys are being very, almost like academic. I mean, but also under, I understand he was injured yesterday, so maybe we don't have to try everything all at once. I feel like it's got to be a utility. Yeah, I think utility is, is likely. It's not augmenting someone's natural ability. Oh, but I also know that using magic does take energy. Yes. So maybe once you've rest and eaten. <laughs> Good way to convince him of it. But I'm going to say, I'm going to declare that the dowsing rod is aspected primal and he is unable to do anything with it. Okay. So he'll take two strain because he is attempting to do magic, um, but he is not able to get any anything uh, out of it. Trick serves him that like it takes years, even decades of practice to... You know, can't learn how to use a dowsing rod. Uh, perhaps that's why elves use them and humans don't. It, just, it takes too long to learn. Hepa does not say anything about how she was able to use it. But maybe she has the advantage of being full elf. Yeah, clearly that's And not half human. So, is this what you were looking for? Did we find what we're looking for? We still need to find. Because I'm not clear if it's actually a necromantic control crystal, which I believe is what my father was trying to study. I or feel like if I had a necromantic control crystal, it would belong in a stamp like that. On the other hand, that'd be a great place to hide something else, maybe? Uh, perhaps a control crystal isn't... It did seem a little creepy. Kachin wonders what your source of information is on the existence of necromantic control crystals. 
on them being a thing. Oh. As opposed to, like, this is a powerful magical artifact, but why does that mean it has to control undead things? But what was it my father's, her father had said was... He had theories. Daddy has theories. Like, your father was, like, posing, like, how were they able to raise such large armies so fast? They must have had, like, something to aid them in that and stuff like that. Yeah, but his theory was that maybe the crystal can be used for different things. Because he, he mentioned that, but that seemed like a theory. And I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I can talk about what she remembers, but mm-hmm. it's all theoretical at this moment. But you said you sensed great power from it. So I do wonder if it might not be a good idea to wait before we consider breaking it. At this point, he's very much like, no, 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 we should not break this thing. <laughs> May not be a great idea. But we, even should we separate it? We could do that. If you want to take charge of the crystal and I can take charge of the staff, not like a negotiate check or like, are you fine just narratively? She doesn't need to negotiate. I'm actually now just thinking about experiments for what we can do to test things apart. Mm-hmm. And maybe we give it a break for experimenting. She, I mean, she's excited to find out, but also she's she can tell it's taking it out of him a little bit. So yeah, I think that is fine. This may be what I'm look. What I was looking for. I don't know if this was what you were looking for, though. Do we need to find more? Um, is kind of the question. Maybe we should just keep looking. Except we're planning to check out this other battlefield. Kachin kind of says like to to the question of like, is this what he was looking for? He he says like it's a start. Yeah, I don't remember what he said he was exactly looking. He for, has not been extremely specific about what he's been looking for. Okay. Look, in a dozen years, when Mal Keshin is terrorizing the land, he'll leave our forest alone because we were friendly to him. Well, just with fireballs, like, he's not that interested in the crystal. But, can I try the rod without the crystal and see if it still does... So you want to, like, unscrew the crystal out of the top and then try to do something with the staff? Yeah. Do you want to have, like, a montage of experiments? I think... Or is this one of those things where, like, my hand explodes off as soon as we unscrew the crystal? (laughs) No, the two can come apart. Okay. Because I don't know how to isolate the crystal, so I'm just curious. And I will, I will even say that to Ketchin, because he's interested in the rod, it seems. You are being cooperative and including him in all this, and he is fine with whatever you want to attempt. Okay. It would make sense to like conduct a variety of experiments over the time period in which you are traveling to the next battlefield. Okay. If that's where you're going next. So well, I was wondering if we just take a day. I mean, he took a spear through his side. Maybe we can take a day to let him recover. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is we'll save the experiments until a bit later. Okay. We'll do the other things you guys want to do here while right. he's, like, napping so that Trick can play too. Sorry, honey. No, no, it's it's an important, like, milestone for yeah. explore the magic. And maybe it makes sense if he's napping to not be throwing. Like, I already know he doesn't sleep very well, yeah. so... To not be throwing, you know, snow squalls around? I think I might have even forgotten that he's human now that we're, like... <laughs> You think of him as an elf almost. Um, yeah. Was a, this another is sentient person. GM Jennifer here. Several units from the Battle for West North video game make an appearance in this arc. The party was attacked by walking corpses. Pazis is a Saurian skirmisher, the staff the party finds is that of a necromancer, and most of all, there's Kachin. Kachin's appearance and some of his qualities were strongly influenced by the Dark Adept unit in the Battle for Wesnoth video game, also by my own sleep issues. For me, GMing is an opportunity to explore all sorts of personalities and worldviews. It provides an avenue for grappling with real-life issues as well. In this case, my periodic insomnia and shallow sleeping. Through Kachin, I could give it a face and a name, and at least this one fictional character understood what I go through some nights. Anyway, that all was the starting point for Kachin, but he became much more over time. His importance to the campaign is reflected in his inclusion in our group character portrait, where he can be seen standing in the shadows on the left. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. 
For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Wesnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West. Licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Wesnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.